ball don't, don't lie. That ball don't lie. This week on Ball Don't Lie Australia, Lakers and the Nets. With all their injuries, who's going to bounce back the best? We also talk about the NCAA tournament and its conclusion of March Madness. Eastern and Western conferences, we give our predictions for those positions of 7 to 10. We also have a look at the league we love, NBL Round 12. There's a lot going on there. And we, for one week only, we open the owl bag. We know you'll love this week's show. Welcome to Ball Don't Lie Australia, podcast 13. We are both back in the studio this week, so... Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Um, as always, with you is Dan, and joining me, like he does every week, we have Mal. The big dog. Mal, how you, how you been, mate? You been missing me? Uh, not at all, Tiger. Um, <laughs> but I'm doing a heck of a lot better than the Grizzlies. After why's that? What happened today? Oh, just what happened today? Good, good, good question. The commentators didn't really have a exact handle on it. Um, something to do with Jar. Yeah, he pinched his back. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a yeah. win against the Heat. It was a win. It was a win with um, our two starters and our two six men. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not too shabby. Yep. But do not fear, all you Grizz fans, aka oh. me. I was going to say all three of you or... Three, that's generous. Uh, what? I have I have from good authority that there is very little fear that Jar will miss the back-to-back set um, tomorrow against Atlanta. But all you listeners at home, by the time you hear this, that game would have come and passed and I might look like a fool. Um, but I'll, <laughs> ring my, a fool. I'll ring my inside uh, scooper and uh, let him know. Um, but yeah, look, the way that Jar just constantly just drives to the rack with reckless abandon it's kind of like westbrook but he doesn't have that westbrook body yet um so these things are bound to happen it, i think he heard it when he ran it uh bam Adebayo got knocked up pretty bad did mm-hmm. get the bucket though um well that's all that counts isn't it huge win for the little bear cubs today against a fully healthy you know championship contender in miami so Look, the Grizz actually did win something in the past week as well, Mal. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that not must... just on the court, but with dropping or, you know, buying out. No, I think they waived Gorgie Deng, sorry, who ended up going to the Spurs. The Grizzlies have now become the youngest team in the NBA. So, not too bad to be, you know, sitting in, I believe it's ninth right now, but tied with the Spurs for eighth. So,. You know, yeah. youngest team in the NBA, they're showing out in the tough West. And, you know, second best player hasn't stepped on the court yet this season. So, promising signs, um, yeah, as look, long as Jar's okay. <laughs> and as we all know, mate, um, the younger the team, the more championships you win. That's 
I actually, there, there is a known correlation between those two factors. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up because I was like, oh, I'll go check this record and <laughs> I just want to see the average age of all the like contending teams. And yeah, yeah, it it's literally all the oldest teams in the NBA is the Lakers, the Clippers, <laughs> the Bucks, the Six. It's like all the contending teams have the oldest, you know, average age on their roster. So yeah. Yeah, uh, poor. Maybe experience does count for something. Well, maybe to I, gain experience, you have to start somewhere. So exactly. So what you're saying is, in ten to fifteen years' time, look out for the bear cubs. Well, you'll be interested to know the Celtics. I think were fifth youngest or fourth. They were pretty high up there. So you know, with old man Kemba on that roster and Tristan Thompson, it's pretty good. Um, got a lot of young guys in Boston there. Yeah, but as things currently stand, where we sit right now, Boston ain't winning a chip, baby. Like, I love them. I like them. There's a lot of potential, but where the league is and where they sit within it, right now as we speak, they ain't winning a championship. Not this year. Yeah, not when you don't have a big man and then trade your starting big man away. It's, uh... Yeah, well... Anyway. Yep. We... <laughs> Kind of covered that off last week, Tiger. <laughs> let's let's not dwell on the past now. <laughs> ball don't lie. That ball don't lie. So, Mal, with two of the super squads down and out at the moment, we're sort of seeing some changes in each conference. The Lakers missing um, AD, LeBron, and Drummond. And yep. Brooklyn... Kevin Durant may be back by the time this pod drops, but we've just heard uh, James Harden will be out for at least 10 days, if not two or three weeks. So the two teams tipped to win each conference are sort of battling nonstop injuries at the moment. Um, I guess it's time for us to sort of look at, well, are these two teams still the favourites in each conference? And if they are... Who do you trust more to come back healthy and ready to win? Well, tricky one. I've mm. watched a couple of their games over the last two weeks. And the two, they're basically two very completely different sort of setups at the moment. Um, the Nets have built to basically work with whatever parts are available. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the old Celtic style, we're all the superstar style sort of play. Whoever's whoever's numbers called is on the court. There, you know, go 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 go. The Lakers at the moment, without the two, basically have a team of role players. Without their two all stars, mm. they're not bad role players, but they don't work consistently against high level teams without their two superstars. So, look, realistically, I the Nets have sort of some you know negative points, obviously Harden going out and things like that, but I actually, I'm coming around to them um, mm. purely from the point of view of on the games I watched, I actually watched the bench. The bench was electric. There was high fives. There was mm-hmm. lots of love. It was it was like those almost the uh, like those college teams, you know, were just love everywhere, and it just it just seems to be working at the moment. 
it's unproven come you know playoffs and finals but i don't know for me of the two i'm actually liking the nets even though harden's gone down now um and kd out that they've just got that mentality that's working and their roster's pretty deep so okay so you're going with the nets i'm gonna have to go with the nets on that one um yeah, I know the Lakers are coming back. Like they've got their two big guys coming back. LeBron's time frame is set, and once LeBron, you know, as long as LeBron comes back healthy and can play through, sure, it's LeBron. You can't remove the LeBron factor mm. yet. Give it a couple of years, but for me as a team, I think the Nets at the moment. Okay. Um, look, the Nets. Their whole thing is going to be. Try and outscore us. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to try and defend you. We don't care if you score 140 because we're going to score 141. Um, I think that's unproven in the playoffs as a strategy. Um, my other thing that's a bit concerning is Kevin Durant. He's tipped to come back and um, he's due back uh, Wednesday this week. Yep. Uh, so Sorry, Wednesday in America, so it's Thursday here. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it, it this all just seems a bit reminiscent of um, that last you know year and a bit with the Warriors. In it was an injury that didn't seem that bad. That sort of it's carried on forever. It was sort of to start with as oh you know he's just hurt his uh, hamstring and he's going to be you know out till the All Star break. That all-star break was a long time ago. Um, and they gave the it impression was. that he was coming back, you know, after that break. And, you know, we're still waiting. It's a great thing for teams to throw out there, though, isn't it? Yeah, I'll be back after the all-star break. <laughs> yeah. Not the game after, but after the all-star just break at some point. Yeah. She, she'll be right. Yeah. But, you know, just sort of just like it did back then. And obviously, I'm not the only one that did. I know... Um, Max Kellerman and Stephen A and many other media personalities said the same thing at the time. But it's like that whole Dr. Nick from The Simpsons. You know, <laughs> the knee bone's connected to the leg bone or yeah, whatever. Yeah, pretty much. And, um, it's just this, you know, a hamstring strain or even a tear doesn't take this long to come back from. And then this that links to your calf. Which then links to, guess what? That little Achilles of Kevin Durant's. And that stresses me out. Now, he might come back fully healthy and be fine. And, and good. I hope he does because he's, you know, arguably the greatest offensive weapon we've ever seen. And I'll hmm. probably argue anyone about that. And the league is better when he's out there performing. We saw that the first half of the season. But it just concerns me that length of time missed um so i guess you know to counter what you said about lebron i sort of feel that way with duran and now harden i I feel like if they come back healthy and those three are all together healthy they are the team to beat i believe that in saying that i do think the lakers i trust them to come back ad's return is imminent LeBron, as you mentioned, he's got that set timetable of return. He will come back, and we know playoff LeBron is just a different beast. And I think 
they will be more healthy, more cohesive, and you know they're going to be very tough to stop. As long as they, as long as the Lakers don't have to rely on Marcus Gasol, because he yeah, and they're not going to. <laughs> no, he, wow. He had a good game today when they uh, beat the brakes off Toronto, though. Oh yeah, but it's Toronto. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to start on Toronto, but no, they're in tr- trouble. Yeah, Toronto now are not like the Toronto two um, years ago. Thunder but. should take note of Toronto. That's how tanking's done properly. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to do it, get after it. Um, but it's very interesting to see um, Marcus All. He's LeBron is beefed up as he's got an older. So is Marcus All. They've done it in two very different <laughs> ways. Marcus has gone more the, the way I've done it. I've gotten a bit more husky, you know, <laughs> carrying a few extra kegs, you know, can't quite make the same moves that I you know, used to be able to do. Yep. Um, LeBron's just Aging pure... like me. No. <laughs> I thought that's where you no. were going with this. No, only if we're looking uh, at hairstyles, mate. And yeah, he's still got you covered. Um, no, he's just absolute beefcake, you know, muscle on muscle sort of, you know, look to him. And, yeah, I just can't... Marcus All still got some abilities, don't get me wrong. He's not completely shot, but he's not the same Marcus All. He's not, but there's going to be series where he's helpful. Like, you want him on Gobert. You want him on Joel Embiid. You don't want him chasing around smaller big guys, though. No. You know, if... Oh, who's, just trying to think of someone in the West. Or like, you know, say Pazingas from Dallas, if they mm-hmm. match up with Dallas. You don't want Marcus Gasol chasing him around. You know, I, I know it's highly unlikely, but someone like Clint Capella from the Hawks, he's just in big trouble trying to chase them around. You know, anyone from the Warriors as well. So mm. um, I think it's a matchup thing, and I think it's going to be like, the Nets will do the same thing with Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. There'll, there'll be series where you don't see one of them, or both. There'll be series where one of them gets a lot of minutes, and it's just going to be a matchup thing. Hundred um, percent. But that then fits back into what I was saying: how that they're just built to go with whatever they've got for whatever they need yeah, at the moment. The Nets. Oh, I I just worry about their keyway protection, and we just saw it yesterday. I know it's a completely different game, but in the um, NCAA final. We saw what happened on a team that's dominant in the paint versus the team that's meant to win. And, and mm-hmm. Baylor just absolutely swarmed the keyway. And I, I can't remember the amount of offensive rebounds they had in the first 10 minutes. And look, as far as a, as a final goes, I thought it was quite boring, to be honest, because within five minutes, um, one of the boys laughed at me because I said the game was over and it was. Um, mm. Baylor ran out to a big lead and I said, look, college teams don't blow big leads. It just doesn't happen. And Not guess like what? in the NBA when <laughs> they didn't. A, a 25-point lead in the second quarter just, oh yeah. Disappears. That, that's nothing. In, in college, it does not happen. Often. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Dot, dot, dot. Often. Um, nice but anyway, can, while we're on that topic, I guess, congrats to Baylor. Big win over... Gonzaga, but um, yeah, Jalen Suggs, that kid is going to be special. I believe that. I keep tooting his horn in our group chats. And, mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, Timberwolves or Houston or whichever rubbish <laughs> team he ends up in, you've got yourselves a good one. So, well, you heard it here first. Um, yeah, I was a like uh, you heard it here first. Demarcus Cousins going to Boston. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. He uh, debuted for the Clippers today. <laughs> so glad you said that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's all right. Good thing about Boogie playing again is I never got rid of him. <laughs> you held on. I've held on. It's cost me pretty much every win since. I would say your matchup last week was just far superior in every way. I would completely disagree, but I had... Mm, Scoreboard says otherwise. Including DeMarcus Cousins, I had three of my guys out for the week. Did you miss James Harden? Because I did. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, you had Cat give you, what, six or seven 30 and 15s? Yeah. Don't whinge at me about players being out. Yeah. I had James Harden resting his hamstring all week. Oh, righto. Anyhow, you know. Sorry, right. guys. And Mal's just a bit upset. I beat him in fantasy, but. Yeah. Haven't given it a second thought. But anyway, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Oh, glad uh, we got that out of the way. One guy who definitely caught my attention. Oh, I hope I'm saying this name right. Was it uh, Thiamba? Uh, Flo Thamba. Thamba. Not to be confused with Mo Bamba. Yeah. I'm hoping for a hit song about Flo Thamba <laughs> to come out. The bit that caught uh, my eye was when he... Was it um, one of the Gonzaga guys burnt one of the Baylor guys? He was a step and a half behind, coming from oh, the help D yeah. position, came across, swatted the ball. I just had eyes for it for days. Now, he made a few other mistakes, got fouled out of the game early. Oh, He's probably I think that a, was on Timmy, the big guy, wasn't it? Timmy. 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 Look, very well could have been. I just remember the SWAT and how like how good the defense was mm. from that play. Um, I think... What about the big guy coming off the bench for Baylor? He was a... Mm. He's an absolute animal. Yeah. My goodness, what are they feeding these kids? <laughs> um, just, I, at the cafeteria, mate. The same food that every other college kid gets is nothing special. Remember the NCAA? There's no, there's no special treatment. It all has to be the same sames. Well, that's the thing I don't get, like how they can't get any gifts. Now, I saw one of the players wearing the, the Bruce Lee Kobe Fives, which are very hard to get your hands hold of, and purchasing them through resellers is very, very expensive. Mm-hmm. How did that kid get those shoes? Because then maybe a gift from a family member. Look, you heard it here first. Investigation coming. (laughs) I'm just jealous because I want those shoes. Yeah. I don't necessarily want the shoes. They're not bad shoes. Don't get me wrong. But if I had to pick whether I'd have the shoes or the title, I'd take the title. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Kirby's my guy. <laughs> oh, shout out to um, Baylor and shout out to the Lakers and Nets. Yeah, yeah. Ball don't lie. That ball don't lie. Still looking at the NBA now. Uh, with only about 20 games left per team. We're going to break down our predictions for the 7th to 10th places for each of the separate conferences. Um, now, obviously, they're going to be a little bit similar, just with the sheer fact of 
some of the teams are going to be in it, are in that sort of space. But yeah, we've let's let's see how we go. Let's see how we I go. have a feeling there'll be one team in the West that you are absolutely going to exclude. But anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> Pish and posh. <laughs> All right, Dan. Well, let, let's start with your West, mate. All right. So in the West, I was a bit torn on this one. Dallas are red hot right now. They've actually mm-hmm. got, I believe it's the fourth best record in the NBA over the last two months. Um, Phoenix is first on that list, by the way. Mm-hmm. So Dallas, they're, they're just still quite a few games behind, um, you know, the sixth seed there. So, um, which I believe is Denver, I want to say right now. Blazers, I believe. Blazers. Oh, sorry. Denver would be um, They'd actually fourth. Know fourth. Yeah, yeah. Jumped above the Lakers. So Lakers are free falling right now. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, look, they're going to continue to do that until they're healthy. I just, I don't know if Dallas can quite catch Portland or, or the Lakers there. So I've got them in a firm um, seventh. They're, they're not going to finish any lower than that, I don't think. Um, possibly higher, but I'm not sure. Well, I'll jump in there and I'll actually share that belief. Okay. With all the Dallas Mavs. I think they're just, they're running too hot i don't necessarily think they'll catch those above but i think they're far enough ahead mm-hmm. of what's behind so i think they're coming in number seven okay number eight spot big fella yeah tough one um again i th- i think this could change i did have the spurs written down <laughs> i'm gonna flip on that i'm gonna Ooh. throw a spanner in the works here i'm, I'm just so psyched after memphis's win over miami today give me the grizz at eight spot there <sighs> Ooh. Go the Bear Cubs. Ooh. Ooh. Now, I actually had Memphis in eight. <laughs> oh, here we go. But after today's injury, and I don't have the same source that you allegedly have, um, yeah, I I thought about it. I am Denard. Um, yeah, I, I just think Pop's going to pop and he'll find a way to get him in there for the Spurs. Like he did last year. Yeah, well, look, you know. Yeah. How many championships has he won with the Spurs? A couple. Yeah. How many is the current, whoever the guy coaching Memphis? How many has he won? Got some respect on Coach Jenkins' name. If I could remember it, I would have. (laughs) So you're keeping the Spurs at eight? I'm keeping Spurs at eight, yeah. All right. I'm going to put them in at nine. So you're putting the Grizz at nine or are you going to keep them sliding? Uh, yeah, um, backs are tricky, man. Um, I just can't see the Grizz without Jar. Now, Jar does magic. It's not going to be without Jar, trust me. Yeah, 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 Rob Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> you heard uh, it here first. Jar's uh, going to be okay. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. I'm right this time. Yep, and you're right about Dwight Howard not winning a chip, too. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just have this feeling they're going to slide without him. Um, obviously, that changes if he's back and healthy, or technically he hasn't gone. He only went up the tunnel once um, right at the end of the game. So, yeah, if he's gone, they're... I, I don't have them in nine. I've actually got the Warriors, who I think just struggle mm. themselves to not quite this year. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, saw an interesting chat about them, actually. Uh, more about Steph Curry in that he's getting a pass that Russell Westbrook never got with the Thunder. Mm. Um, you know, everyone said, who cares about your MVP years, Russ? You're just stat padding on a bad team, blah, blah, blah. Can't carry them, even though they finished sixth in the West. Um, and Steph's not getting that same hate on a Warriors team that's struggling. Granted, he's missed quite a lot of games as well, but... I don't know. I feel like they should be a lot better than they are. Even though they're not contenders, don't get me wrong, but they no. should be better than they are. They should be. And I think a lot of that comes down to um, the rings that Steph has versus the rings that Russell has. And that factors into people's shade that they throw. It sure does. Because when people are throwing shade at uh, like Westbrook fans or... Uh, Curry fans, that's the first shield that, the, you know, Curry fans are going to throw up there is, yeah, but he's got three chips. Mm. Mm. Should have been more, possibly, but that's mm. life. Dream on things. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So you got the Warriors climbing a few spots there. I've got them climbing one spot. They're, to ninth. Yeah, they're currently um, tied for wins with the Spurs, but they're a few, um, they've got three extra losses on the Spurs. Mm. So. Uh, yeah. So, finally in 10th. 10th. Yeah. I've got the Pelicans. I think they're starting to get all their players back now. They've they've signed Isaiah Thomas, and he's coming with a Mamba mentality, he IT. said. <laughs> um, Will Magne got some minutes. So, look, you know, they've got all the, the pieces there now. I think it's now or never for the Pelicans. I still think they're a couple games behind Golden State, but... Things can change. Mm. Um, Zion came back today, and I know they lost, but he was very impressive, and Brandon Ingram shouldn't be too far away as well. Yeah, I've got Pelicans in at 10 as well. Um, Again, purely on the back of Jar's injury. Yeah, I know. And that is going to be... So you're saying that over 20 games, the Pelicans are going to make up five games over the Grizzlies? That's a big call yeah, from pretty a team much. that's been consistent all year versus a team that has not. Yeah, and yet I've still said it, so it's out there now. It's out there. Might have a friendly wager off air, I reckon. Yeah. See how well, confident you actually are. Like I said, it's <laughs> um, without Jar, I see him slipping. With Jar, I see them staying in eighth place, but... I don't have the same alleged sources you do. How's your how's your butt there, mate? From sitting on the fence, pretty sore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not the end of the world. Oh well, let's um get off the Grizz chat. I'm sure everyone's <laughs> sick of hearing about the Grizzlies this pod. Um, Eastside um, Eastern Conference. Eastside. Who, who do you have finishing in at um the seventh spot there? The seventh spot. Um, now this actually hurts a little bit. I'm going to go back. Slightly higher to the sixth spot, which will explain my seventh spot a little bit. Yep, I think mine will do the same. <clears throat> I think I actually have the Knicks coming in at six. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Knicks in at six. That must hurt you. It does. It does. But like I said earlier, um, I... where we sit right now and how the Celtics are playing, I don't see them going super high. You know, up the rankings. Whereas so, you know, Knicks they've they've got momentum. They you know they're getting that love. It's that 
it's that first time for a long time sort of vibe going on. They've got a lot of positives. So they did lose to Kyrie in the role players today, though. They did, but did you see um, Mr. Randall's four-year-old oh. in tears? I hate those guys. Breaks my heart. Oh, you know that, that that's what got it over the line for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, in yeah, look, my my sort of picks the same. My sixth decides my seventh, but I'd say we've both got the same team falling here. But I've got a different team rising, and that's. It hurts to say, but I'm actually backing your Boston boys to uh, take that sixth spot. I think mean, if Kemba comes back in healthy and Robert Williams has been quite impressive at the center spot. He got in a bit of foul trouble today, but generally he's pretty solid in the middle. If um, Tristan Thompson can stop partying for five minutes and get him back out on the court. Yeah, well... Um... Was it Fournier was a late scratching on their last game too? Yeah, Fournier's so. entered COVID protocols after mm-hmm. he'd just come good. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a bit worrying, but I don't know. I, I think Boston, they've, they've got it in them to climb up there and take that sixth spot, I reckon. Well, I think the thing that they've got going for them is there are a couple of games ahead of the people behind. Mm. Um, they're in the East, it's a little bit more of a cliff. Um, back behind them, so yeah. Would, would I be right in assuming you've got Boston at seventh? I do, I, and I've got the Knicks at seventh. So uh-huh. we've got a bit of a swapsies. Swapsies. There. Yeah. So cool, cool. Um, who have you got in at eighth? I have currently got the in eighth. I've actually got the Hornets. I think they're going to fall. As do I. <laughs> they're going <laughs> to so fall. We both had the same team falling. Yep. Um, yeah, Gordon out and. Oh, is it the decent ball? Seems to be definitely gone for the season. I just... They said he could be back for playoffs, but they need to make it. <laughs> could be back for playoffs. And did that come from a doctor or did that come from Daddy Ball? I think it's a doctor. But... I don't know. Uh, yeah, look, with he, he was playing really good. Like, don't get me wrong, he, you know, he was... One of the big reasons they were up there. Scary Terry's still still playing big. Um, but, yeah, um, I, do, I, I just see them falling, unfortunately, to eighth spot. Yeah, so just like the Lakers, I guess Terry Rose is singing Tom Petty as well. Cool. Now I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Coming in at free falling. Ninth. Right, yep. I have the Indiana Pacers. I think they might even challenge Charlotte if they can come good. I think the Indy roster is so solid. They just haven't been able to put it together so far. They can't get Brogdon, Sabonis, Levert all on the court together at once. And I think as soon as they do that, they're going to be so much better. And I don't think TJ Warren's tipped to come back at all this year, which is a big loss for them, but... I think they can still make a bit of a push to that 8th, ninth seed. And look, they're not a team you're going to want to see in this playing tournament. I, I think mm. the Knicks in a 7-8 against the Pacers would be filling their underwear. I think they would much rather play the Hornets than the Pacers. I've actually got the Bulls in nine. Mm-hmm. I think with their... Over the next... Uh, well, basically from here on out, I think... 
the trades they've made get better. They yeah, get a bit of chemistry. Big game today. Mm-hmm. They get a bit more chemistry, and by the end of the year, they're just on the cusp. They're not back, but you know. And then, hopefully, for them, uh, <clears throat> a couple of extra role players, maybe in free agency. Yeah, it's a bit more of a you know des- not not a proper destination team, but you know the Bulls do have that history, and a lot of people are going to be in. Oh. You know, you know what? Oh, actually, they're not awful anymore. Um, mm. It would be nice to do what Butler couldn't do while he was there, you know, or do what D Rose couldn't do, do what Noah couldn't do, yep. you know, take them back and win another championship. So, yep, that's all I've got in nine. And look, the Bulls did beat the crap out of the Pacers today, so that helps your argument. A little bit. I guess we've both just got those two teams in different order there, so. Uh yes, I didn't. Uh, I didn't throw in the Pistons. You or don't anything. have the bases falling. No, I, I didn't have the magic or anything crazy in in <laughs> ten, you know, flying right up there. But uh, look, no, you no. <laughs> well, to finish off this little um, look into the crystal ball, I, I decided to come up with the two teams I think will, f- will finish seventh and eighth once the plans all done. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the West. I've picked Dallas to beat the Spurs. Oh, sorry. Dallas to beat the Grizz, now mm-hmm. that I've changed that pick. Yeah. Um, however, I'm hoping, like, the Pelicans usually kick the crap out of the Grizzlies, but I'm hoping in a one-off, the Grizzlies win that game because they will beat, um, they'll beat the Pelicans, hopefully. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, I've got Dallas definitely lock them in. They're going to be playing a seven-game series, and a bit of a homer hat. I'm taking Memphis in the West. Memphis in the West. Um, okay. In the East. Mm-hmm. Here you go. In the East, I've got the Knicks and the Pacers coming through. I just think they're the two strongest teams out of those four. Knicks and Pacers makes sense, and I think look. That, that Pacers team at eight, that's not a team you want to see in the first round, I don't think. That, that's going to be a tough out. Look. Especially for Brooklyn, because that indie team is big and they play defense. That's that's going to be the real test of this whole idea of we're just going to outscore everyone, is a, a lower-ranked team, nothing to lose, throwing it all out there, does have some skill, does play some D, mm-hmm. And in a weird way, if we do get that kind of matchup, it'll it'll kind of be old school versus new school. You know, at, at that current moment, who, what, while it won't give us a definitive answer because that's what sport does, it, it'll give yeah. us something more to debate and that's the beauty of sport. Mm-hmm. But it will give us insight into that whole, you know, as, as long as both teams, you know, come out and play. But it'll be, okay, right. That works. That didn't. Why didn't it work? What, like, you know, it'll be a proper test when we get to this, um, when we get to the playoffs. Can someone out-defend these high-scoring teams or is it just too big of a task when mm. they're this loaded? So, well, it'll definitely be interesting. Um, we'll have to see. We'll definitely have to see how we go. Um, I'm looking forward to it, though. It, it's going to be a tight race. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely looking more forward to it than the bubble in 
and even though we hadn't had sport for a while and the bubble was great in its own way, I'm genuinely looking forward to these playoffs as a thing, not just as a, mm. oh, God, I need some sport in my life. <laughs> so, oh, should be great. Ball don't lie. That ball don't lie. Well, building off that last segment there, as as we mentioned, we're getting to the pointy end of the season now. And, you know, we've yeah, got baby. a fairly big sample size of what we're seeing from teams on the court now. Mm-hmm. And it's not... It's not, you know, one month in overreactions. You know, we're two-thirds of the way in pretty much. And time to have a look at some playoff contenders and analyse whether we think they're contenders or are they a little bit of a pretender? Dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Um, you can add that in later. Mm. <laughs> so... You know, we're not going to tackle obvious teams like the Nets or the Lakers, um, you know, favourites to win it all. But mm-hmm. um, some of these other teams that are in and around the, the top half of the, the ladder and, you know, making a claim to be a contender for a championship this year. And Do we think that they actually have what it takes to go all the way? So, look, I said we're not going to talk about the Lakers... But let's let's kick things off in La La Land. Oh, uh-huh. but on the uh, other side of town, the Clippers could be dips. Yeah, so you know they're sitting pretty well in the West right now, and had a big win over the Blazers today. Paul George went ballistic in the, in the first quarter. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to make me look sound silly soon, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, the Clippers now are they contenders for the title this year, or are they just pretending? Uh, look, I think they're contenders, um, not favourites, but I think contenders. Um, realistically, the biggest problems basically are around Kawhi and Paul George, their two you know, biggest all-stars. Mm-hmm. And that's because basically both of them aren't a great leader-style player. Very good basketballers. They just don't seem to have those real leader qualities. Yeah. Um, but it's always been one of my big things that I've talked about. Championships don't just go to teams who have a couple of all-stars and no bench. or you know, They've got a squad of guys. <clears throat> and the Clips at the moment have a squad of names. Um, you've got, just to rattle off a few, you've got uh, Batum, Pat Bev, Paul George, Abaka, Reggie Jackson... Uh, Rondo, Marcus Morris Sr., Zubak, Kennard, Kawhi, um, and, and you've also got Boogie in there now too. Boogie! Boogie, woogie, woogie! And a couple of others as well. Um, now, all of those, while, you know, some of those names would have sparked recognition, not all of them are at the top of their game. Some of them definitely far from it. Mm. Um, but they've got a... They've got a decent depth chart. Pretty much everyone, you know, everyone major is kind of healthy at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I think contenders, but definitely not favourites. Um, they've got a good deep bench. They can go to it. Paul George is coming good at the right time. Um, yeah, as long as they don't, as long as they don't get, have too much adversity along the way mm. um, that requires good, solid leadership. 
I think they might surprise a few people and actually be contenders this year. I'm assuming you have very different thoughts, big man. Not not very, but slightly. Okay. <laughs> I think on paper, absolutely. Like most organizations would kill for a roster like that. Mm. Um Paul George, for lack of a better term, he's he's a sook. He's not a leader. When the chips are down, he runs and hides. And then blames the refs. Blames the humidity. Blames his hairstylist. I don't know who. But it's it's always someone else's fault. He doesn't come out after a bad game and be like, yeah, I, you know, it just didn't play. Well. me, guys. It, you know, straight away off, you know, Dame waving him off. You know, okay, so like, oh, it's a bad shot. Like, yeah. Probably was, but mm. is that what you come out and say in the media? Is that what your fans want to hear? You just saying, "Oh, well, he hit a bad shot," and mm. saying, "No, well, actually, we had forty-eight minutes to close that game out." Mm. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just he's a great, phenomenal player. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think he's a leader, um, and nor is Kawhi. Kawhi's not a vocal leader. He's he's a leader by doing. But he's not a, a vocal leader. And that's what I honestly think Rondo was brought in to be. Rondo is going to be another coach on the bench. Mm-hmm. Even in those spot minutes on the court, he's going to be coaching out there. That's what he's there for. He's going to be leading that team. Whether you like Rondo or not, he's been there, done that. His IQ is off this planet. As we discussed last week. It is. With Rondo, and I've always said this, um, with Rondo, he's when there's not great players around him, he's not great. Mm. If he's got great players around him, and that was the that was what happened to him in Boston. You know, the big three left or got moved out of town. It was just him. He wasn't a standalone all-star, and that's one of the reasons why he's bounced around the league um, because either he's had this belief that he is or people have thought they were getting something different. But when he's around good players, he can really facilitate. He can use his own strengths. Mm -hmm. He's good in that space. Um, Always has been. But in this situation, he doesn't have that. He's not going to have to create his own shot. He's going to have options everywhere um but it'll depend on it'll really depend on whether he's desperately needed and whether we get playoff rondo yeah well yeah i I guess i've got the clippers especially after that debacle last season they they should have been contenders last season and then we probably wouldn't even be having this conversation Mm. but to me they're pretenders until they prove otherwise Kawhi, he's got that you know, he, he's shown that he's a contender. Time for the rest of that roster to step up and uh, do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's that's Clippers ticked. Who else is on the list, big man? Um, The team just above them in the Western Conference right now. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, out in the <laughs> valley there, the Phoenix Suns. Uh-huh. So they're sitting second in the West at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, two and a half games behind Utah. And two and a half games in front of the Clippers. So they're pretty well nearly cementing in that second spot. And they have 23 and 5 in the last two months. Mm, best like, record in the NBA. 
It's oh, we lost two it's months. actually scary because I I actually have these guys as pretenders. I I don't. Oof. Yeah. Ouch. I, yeah, but their wins are telling me otherwise. But at the same time, too, I I just get this feeling that they're going to be the you know a, a Bucks style team which I really don't like to say because most Suns fans are actually delightful human beings. Um, Not including Joel. Oh, well, I don't know any other Suns fans. So. <laughs> They're all rubbish. No. Oh, Joel's delightful. I will not have a bad bad word said about Joel. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Shout out, Joel. Yeah, big fella. Um, Same as the Bucks, though. Well, what did the Bucks do the last couple of years? Yeah, I, they they balled out, they kicked ass, and they disappeared. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Who was their point guard? Who was their point guard, big fella? Eric Come on. Bledsoe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, <laughs> I mean, please answer me this. Chris Paul, Eric Bledsoe, who's going to lead a team to the promised land? Look, Chris Paul's obviously I, the answer you want. As a point guard myself, <laughs> I, I'd think anywhere a team's going to go starts with a point guard. Mm-hmm. And Chris Paul, he might not be the best player or best scorer or best defender on that team, but he's the engine that keeps it ticking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, yeah, I don't know. Bledsoe just didn't Chris, do it. Chris Paul is one of those point guards who's going to go down in history as one of the best point guards hopefully um, not one of the best to never win a ring fingers crossed time keeps on ticking <laughs> um oh, doing a musical this week aren't we yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. i don't love it <laughs> i don't hate it yeah, yeah. um yeah look i I don't know. Early on, I just thought, yeah, you know, great progression. They're going to make it into the playoffs. They're doing really well. Now they're winning all these games. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see CP3, you know, finally get that big fancy diamond ring. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be magical. Like just the other day, I cracked open a box and I found my, um, was it the... Some pictures in um, the game book from when we actually went and saw the Clippers years ago. And it was, you know, their big three at the time. CP3, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. And I was like, ah, memories, you know. It'd be great to see him do it. I just, I I can't see it. I can't see it. I want to see it, but I can't see it. Okay. Who would you take in a seven-game series right now between the Suns and the Clippers? If it started tomorrow. Started tomorrow? Clippers? Interesting. Even Suns have home court advantage? Because they would. Still Clippers. Okay. Okay. Look, I, I've i got the Suns as contenders. And it, it is a CP3 factor, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. It, and- it, it, it has had a huge effect this year. Well, and he's unlocked Devin Booker. It's it's no longer mm. Booker's scoring on a bad team. It's Booker's winning games for this team. Mm-hmm. And that whole narrative has been flipped with Chris Paul coming in and, you know, changing the outcomes of games for that team. We talk about supporting cast, though. The Clippers, 
But the Suns are quite deep as well. You've got DeAndre Ayton, you've got Mikael Bridges, you've got Jay Crowder, Tory Craig, Dario Saric. I mean, these are all players that can contribute to winning basketball. Um, Cam Johnson as well, the, the young big guy. And one of the reasons I've got them as contenders is to, to win in the playoffs, you have to show that you can win on a home court. The, you know, the famous saying goes, it's not a series until the road team wins a game. Yeah. Um, the Suns are 16-6 and six on the road this year. So they're, they're taking care of business at home, but they're also taking care of teams on the road as well. And I think that shows that they're focused and they've only got one goal this year and that's that's to go and challenge for a championship. Mm. So I... Yeah, look, I'd love to see it, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Look, I don't have them winning the chip, but I don't think they're going to be a bust by any means. Mm. Yeah. The Clippers, I could see them falling apart in a series. I could see them absolutely melting. The Suns, I can't see them doing that. I can see them losing, don't get me wrong, but... They're not. I don't think they're going to be involved in a losing series of less than six or seven games. I guess we'll just have to let the basketball decide. And as we know, oh, ball don't lie. <laughs> Never does. <laughs> that, that felt weird. Doing, you, doing your bit. It's because you were doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, inappropriate joke. Mm, mm. Uh, anyway. All right. Next on the list then. Um, let's go Philly. Philly. Ooh. They were leading the East, or I think they're tied with Brooklyn now. Yes. They're both yes. tied up there. Um, I actually have Philly uh, as pretenders mm. on this one. Strongly agree. I think Doc Rivers, love him to death, won our chip in 08, you know, Every time he goes back to Boston, you know, lovely support, rah, 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 knows everyone there, always been positive. But since then, he's been getting, he's very good at getting teams sort of-ish middle of playoffs, uh, we lost. Mm. Very good. Made a career of it. Um, like the Clippers. Hmm. Strangely. Strangely. But the Clippers no longer have him, so mm. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think. Look, and they've got a lot of good pieces. They've got Danny Green um, this year. They've got the other Curry. Um, they've got Dwight. You know, Embiid is back. Um, looking a little bit chunkier, but you know that's all right. Uh, I think they can beat any team on their day. But I just. Yeah, I, I just can't see them going to the next level and beating teams consistently through a seven-game series. And a little bit to do with that is the history of the the bulk of this group has fallen down the last couple of years mm. when they've made the playoffs. So I guess as weird as it might be, I just don't trust the system. Yeah, it's just so hard to trust Embiid. I mean, it all starts and ends with him. They'll go as far as he can take them. Mm-hmm. I watched them play without him the other day. Um, they versed Memphis, and Memphis just absolutely tore them to shreds. They looked like a non-playoff team. Mm. That game was never competitive. The Grizz just did whatever they want, missing you know a few key players themselves. I mean, if just missing Embiid makes your team that bad, 
Like, not to throw shade on my Grizz, but they're not exactly a championship contending team. Agreed. And to look that to look that bad against that team without Embiid, it's like, well, he's got to get through, you know, all these seven game series in the playoffs. Can he do that? Even if he does play every game, what what Embiid's showing up? How much gas has he got in those fourth quarters? Hmm. And, Captain Chalkbones. Yeah, and look, when stuff's not happening for Ben and Embiid's on the bench, who they turn to? Is Tobias Harris going to carry them to a championship? Yikes. Yeah. Look, it, it is there for them. I think, as you say, on their day, they can beat anyone. Can they do it four times and rely on Embiid to be there every time? I'm just not sold until I see it on the floor. So I've got mm-hmm. them as pretenders as well. Beautiful. We're actually agreeing for slightly different reasons, but we're agreeing. It's okay. Let's let's take it. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, look, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them because I think this has been pretty well covered around the media yep. in recent years, but I, I've got them down as a TBD. <laughs> to be determined, I don't have them as pretenders or contenders. Um, I think the addition of Drew Holiday over Bledsoe, look, we'll give it a chance to see what it looks like in the playoffs. Um, they yeah. are perennial pretenders though, so for me, it's hard not to lean that way. They are pretenders until they become contenders because mm. they've proven they're good team it's a good team the last two years in a row in the regular season and they have just completely disappeared and been blown out of the playoffs you know well they got crazy face portis out there wide-eyeing everyone now so he might be able to put a few people <laughs> off their jump shots so Oh, look. might punch them in the face, who knows? Well, this is true, yeah. But <laughs> both things can be true. But I think we're in agreement there until they prove otherwise. We're both a bit meh on the old Bucks in the playoffs. TBD, Bucks, mm-hmm. TBD. TBD. Uh, big fella, is there any hot news going around in the old NBA at the moment? Yeah, um, I think they just said that there's going to be a documentary coming out through TNT... Um, it's going to focus on the 96 draft class. So Ooh, good class. One of the best, if not the best. Mm, um, which is probably why they're doing a documentary. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So who knows? That's coming out on April 11th. Um, so, you know, if you get a chance to check that out, I would definitely be seeing that. I mean, you're talking people like Iverson, Ray Allen, Kobe, Steve Nash, Deform Marbury, Mm-hmm. Antoine Walker, a guy way ahead of his time, in my opinion. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Jermaine O'Neal, Peja, um, Camby, Fisher, Kerry Kittles as a throwback. <laughs> um, there's so many names in this draft and um, hell of a draft class. I think, um, yeah, I think this doc will be a pretty good watch. Mm. Time to speak the truth. Oh, don't lie to me. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that video. Those hips don't lie. (laughs) Oh, Mr. Paul Pierce um, did us all a favor and did something really stupid to get himself kicked (laughs) off Disney slash ESPN. So um, thanks, P. Um, Mm. It's going to be much better watching basketball without you because, look, great player, probably a great dude, but... Oh, he's a rubbish analyst. Yeah, look, the thing that I... And 
don't get me wrong, I've, I've never been a huge Paul Pierce after he finished playing the game mm. fan. Um, although I did love that one-day contract when he came back to the Celtics wearing Brooklyn Nets shorts. I thought that was a really nice touch. Mm-hmm. Um, never been a huge fan of the commentator, sort of uh, analyst. He just, for me, he always just tried to be too, you know, on the edge, uh, just saying stuff that didn't really have any backup to. But the thing that I find very interesting is the fact that he's been fired for doing something that's perfectly legal and everybody had, like every, yeah. everybody there was you know a f- had full consent there was, nothing's come out that you know there wasn't any it was just one of those but who owns ESPN now oh you know, <laughs> it's the world we live in mate like let's like, you know let's not kid ourselves why my issue with this, um, not to defend him in any way because I just don't like him, but does this mean, like, anyone who works for ESPN, if they are seen in a strip club or seen, you know, doing anything with strippers, are they all going to be fired from ESPN? So no one who works for ESPN can um, go out socially with James Harden. Mm-mm. No. Can't be seen. Lou Williams better not leave his house in Atlanta. <laughs> um, can't go anywhere with Kawhi. No, um, man gets paid. <laughs> and I, I think that's the interesting. That's the real interesting thing here. I think, I think realistically, he was on the edge. A lot of people hated him, and not really in a positive way. Like a, a lot of people don't like Stephen A. Amos, but there's also a he does have a fan base. Whereas <laughs> Stephen K. Amos. No, Stephen A. <laughs> Comedian. Yeah. Stephen K. S- Stephen A. Smith. Oh, yeah, that guy. Stephen yeah. K. Amos. Funny guy. Look him up on YouTube if you Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious guy. Anyway, there are some big fans of him out there, even though he's got a lot of haters. Whereas mm. Paul Pierce tried to do a similar trick. And it just really didn't work for him. No. Like, he just seemed to catch all of the hate. It also didn't help that he was saying wild and wonderful things about his career and his abilities that just didn't line up. So, Well, he got a new job offer pretty much instantly. Did you see that? I did. and (laughs) Won't comment on it, but take take the offer, Paul. (laughs) Take that offer. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, look, it'd it'd be an interesting way to get your basketball news. Let's... Uh, let's, let's. I mean, that. maybe don't take the job because we might lose some listeners, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, certain siblings of ours. Ball don't, don't lie. lie. That ball don't lie. Coming home now to that, some would say even more important league in the world, where they play that gorgeous, gorgeous D, and mm. BL, and let's have let's have a. Proper breakdown of round 12. Mm, lots of action. Yeah, yeah. Big fella. First game, what'd you have? Uh, touch on the uh, Phoenix first. They had a perfect round here, knocking Ooh. off the Hawks and the Breakers. So, you know, the Hawks were pretty easy pickings. Um, they actually spanked the Hawks by 30 or 32, mm-hmm. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, Tarangi must have been on fire. 
Yeah, he locked him down. 63 <laughs> points. That's great perimeter defense. Yeah. Um, did he did he offer much positive? 63 points, Mal. That's mm-hmm. wow. What great defense from Turangi. So so he did that, did he? Playing Don't worry. Let's I, let's call it 19 minutes. I'm sure I'm sure old Rubes, as he said I can call him. Um, mm-hmm. Rubes is a long time listener. I'm don't don't listen to Mal Rubes. We're we're all good, mate. I I really value the con- your contributions out there, and wish you were back in Brisbane personally. Yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, Brockoff. Hang on, not quite, not quite. Got a little bit more shade. Oh, please yeah, yeah. continue. Um, I want to get to Brockoff. He yeah, played really well. He did, and the great thing about Brockoff is they took. Most of the time, they were taking Tarangi off the court to bring Brockoff on. Mm. A lot of the time, which was nice. Um, yes, in Tarangi's last game, he had one go. rebound, one assist, one block, zero points, one turnover, and three personal fouls. So if we just purely break them down into positives for the team and negatives for the team, he comes out at minus one. Solid. What was mm. his plus minus for the game? Plus minus. Uh, don't have that in front of me, mate. Oh, unlucky. Mm. Mm. I bet mm. it was a positive because they won by 32. They did. <laughs> they did. Um, but, yeah. Look, it's yeah, it's not, it's not going well for your prediction there, but let's not harp on Look, that. Look, I've just got to keep, keep digging away. <laughs> the hole is too deep at this point. I've just got to keep going. I still um, think he's good. Anyway. Can we get to Brockoff, please? Yes, please. Let's go. Oh, my goodness. Remember the um, the old NBA jam? Like, he's on fire. (laughs) He was shooting fireballs because, I mean, 7 of 11 from deep. My goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, 26 points off the bench. Yeah, yeah. What an an addition to this team. Um, I was really impressed with Brockoff's game and... None of his shots really, like, you'd think 7 of 11. Like, surely he's forced up a lot of them or, you know, there's some bad shots in there, but there just really wasn't. There's just good quality looks and someone of his talent with NBA experience, he he sort of sees the game a bit differently out there. Mm. Yeah, well, probably sees it like a lot of others do. It's, it's harder to score. Well, not for him, apparently. No, no. no. <laughs> So he's killing it. But also, um, it is worth mentioning uh, Yannick Wetzel, he, the big guy, mm. he double-doubled in both their games over the week. So, you know, filling in there. I mean, Mitch Creek's back now. He joined the uh, team for the Breakers game and yep. he, had a, he had a big one. And, um, you know, he... 24 and 8 on that one. Mm. We'll head to the other side of Melbourne. So United played Cairns twice. Mm-hmm. And uh, beat them twice with um, Scotty Hobson back in the fold. Um, you had Jock, Jock Landale, Macca, and Bubbles just. Um, sorry, McCarran and Goulding just all just so steady in that team. And, you know, they had a pretty rough patch there a few weeks ago during the Cup. And they seem to come out on the other side and they're just sort of back to their old tricks again and just enjoying being on the court and just pulling out the wins where they need it. While we're on the Taipans, mate, um, now... I, I wasn't on the Taipans, but sure. Oh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> sorry, I've jumped ahead Sorry, there. no, no, they did 
play cans, I guess, but yes. I wasn't talking about cans. No, that's what I meant. Well, <laughs> so you can talk about cans. Yeah, if you right, I'll talk about cans because it's what you were sort of talking about. But anyway, in a loose sort of way. Uh, taipans. I really like the fact that the Taipans are still involved. If you're a fan of the team, please keep watching. If the fans stop watching, even though it's going to be a very difficult year, the team is going to disappear. That's mm. the way NBL teams go. Um, hey, Townsville. Yeah, exactly. My boys. Um, I did have some trivia here around the Taipans. <laughs> I'm not expecting... You've a... been determined to beat me in trivia. I guarantee you've just won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Lordy. I thought at the very least it'll be something a little bit interesting that you know, the listeners out there will be educated about the tie pants. Sure. Let's let's go. And this will you know, probably guarantee they're gone at the end of the year or Does something. Does it include so. Mellow Trimble or Mitch McCarron? No. Oh, I'm in trouble. Yep. Um what year did the tie pans join the NBL? Can I have a decade? Uh nineties. Um it's just random guesses, I got no idea. Ninety six. 99. Yeah, I was close. Yeah. How many championships have they won? Zero. Correct. <laughs> that was an easy one. Yeah. How many grand finals have they made? Grand final series have they made? I want to say zero. Two. Oh. In 2011 and 2015. Wow. Which they then, were good not that long ago. Which then leads to who did they play in those grand finals? 2015, I want to say Perth. New Zealand Breakers. 2011? Mm, interesting. Was that, that must have been the CJ Bruton Breakers, maybe? Who knows? Mm. Um, 2011. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Who was good back then? Give me the gong. The gong. No, it was the New Zealand Breakers again. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, yeah, uh, that'd be the CJ break. Is that he wouldn't have been playing in 2015? And been. now this one, this one I was really throwing in there because if you got all the rest, this one was gonna stump, and the next one is definitely gonna stump if this one didn't do Mellow it. Mellow Trimble. <laughs> <laughs> Which defunct team did the Taipans take the place of? So they didn't move there, they just took the place. No, they, they just took the place. The team died, and then the Taipans took their place. Right. How many guesses do I get? Three? I'll give you three. Razorbacks? No. Cannons? No. Am I in the right geographical area? Uh, no. Nope. Well, you've just said things across two states. I mean, you know. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the ballpark, I suppose. The uh, pirate? No, not the pirates. They were the two thousands. Um, right ballpark. Newcastle Falcons. <laughs> oh, poor Falcons! I I really miss them being in the league. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I actually once went to their um, where they actually used to play at uh, the high school state. It certainly wasn't a championship, but it was a tournament, um, an under-15s, and we went to their old show court, 
and we went right up into the top. Ooh. And it was that old school proper nosebleed section because it wasn't a huge big arena like it is now. It was just really high and you were basically <laughs> sitting on top of the thing. And you genuinely felt uncomfortable Sick. looking down. Like it was, yeah. That happened to me in San Antonio at a Spurs game, but um, I'm assuming that arena is a little bit bigger. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um, and for those of you out there who... You know, still listening. Uh, their colours, which was the next question, uh, dark blue, red and white were the colours of the new Newcastle Falcons. Oh, shocker. Some pretty... Similar to another team in that area. What a shocker. Mm, mm. Actually, that there are some rather gorgeous retro-y stuff, but mm. they're gone, they're oh, defunct. Best retro jerseys. There's, there's a topic for another day. Oh. What a great <laughs> mailbag question that would be. Yeah, yeah. If only someone would send that in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, big fella, where are we going now? Uh, we'll go talk about your pick for the championship this year, the Wildcats. They played oh, yeah. um, the Kings in what ended up being quite a controversial affair. Yeah. 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 Two, two specific plays were called into question. Mm. Um, there's one... Shockers of who, who it is. Hmm... Uh, the one at the top of the key, I, I didn't see the game. <clears throat> I only saw the two plays out of context. So yeah. I, I don't know how the rest of the game was being called. Um, but for me, you had the one um, near the top of the free throw line, the, the steal, which mm. looked to be rather clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had the other one um, going up. Going up for the basket, where in my opinion he clearly bumped the arm. Yep. Which, you know, depending on how the rest of the game is bit, that's a foul. Like, you know, it as always comes down to how they've called the rest of the game because that's how you play as mm-hmm. a player. You play to the whistle, but that one was a foul. The other one, oof, no, that that was sketchy. And the the problem is it completely changed the game because that put. Um, Casper into foul trouble, so he had to completely change his approach to you know the end of the game and how aggressive he was guarding Cotton and how aggressive he was driving to the hoop, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And it, it just completely changed the game. And we saw Coach um, Adam Ford; he came out and just absolutely blasted the refs. And I actually had a few people send it to me, um, listeners of the show, I guess, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggled to disagree with him, with the with Adam Ford. I, you know, the, the way he approached it and the way he said some things, you know, he probably could reflect upon it and say it a bit differently. But the basis of what he's saying, you kind of struggle to disagree with him unless you're a Perth fan, I guess. But, mm. you know, he brought up a stat. Perth average at home five more fouls per game than the other team. That's a lot. That's a whole player getting fouled out. It does sound like that, yes. Um, so, you know, whether they're resulting in free throws or not, that's a potential of, you know, 10 or more free throws in those fouls. But, you know, it could just be a, a hand-checking foul 60 feet from the basket. It could be. And it's, it's also one of those stats, like, Perth are good. Is it other team, other defenders late in games getting lazy? Like, it's... 
it's when are those fouls being called? Mm. I'd, I'd like a little bit more analysis on the data. Um, and the whole home court advantage thing, thats that just is what it is. It should be the same in every team's arena. I mean, hmm. refs are human. And when you've got 15,000, 20,000 people screaming at you to give one team the call, yeah. it's hard not to. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, there's always You're still going to be influenced. And- yeah. yeah, in that situation, like it, that's just pure human nature. You have to be a um, really of a particular sort of mindset, which hopefully all these referees are. But you know, to really have any chance of being able to put that out of your mind mm-hmm. and being completely impartial. Yeah, you know, and the problem is, so many fouls and little calls is quite subjective. At you know, at the mm. heart of it, so. You know, as you as you mentioned, you can be influenced by the crowd there. Um, but you know, very controversial ending. Um, <laughs> love to see a final series between these two, <laughs> Cotton and um, Casper Ware just going at it. Um, Drill Martin though, still playing big. Um, torched the bullets last week, and mm-hmm. um, oh, you know, in this round, which we'll get to later. But spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> And tune out now if you don't want to hear what we're going to talk about in 30 seconds. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, I love kind of seeing endings like this and it makes me pumped for the finals, to be honest. Mm. Um, but moving, moving on from the Wildcats, um, we won't spend a lot of time on this, but <laughs> the 36ers, um, shout out Jared down in Adelaide there, mate. I feel like we never talk about your team That's because they're not... Doing so well, but oh come on now for those long-time listeners like Jared is. I've always been up on Giddy, Giddy up, Giddy up, baby. <laughs> always been big on Giddy. Well, no Tyler Harvey against the Hawks this week, and um, my boy, the Big Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if I love Brizzy Willies or Big Johnson the most, but I don't know. It's a it's a league of D, as you say. So it is, it is. Um, Feel free to get your questions and complaints into this week's mailbag. <laughs> but so um, Johnson had twenty six and fifteen. That's a huge game. Mm. Um, I'll let you address uh, your young fella down there. Oh, Giddy, mm. uh, Giddy with giddy all up, boy with almost the triple double, almost uh, thirteen, eleven, and eight, which, oh. Uh, Considering sort of how he started at the start of the season, he's come or just come back from injury, mm. and sort of these he's definitely really showing that progression. Um, yeah, like there's not much to dislike about him at the moment. Do you think he's a first round draft pick this year in the NBA? <sighs> we, we all know he's going to declare. Ooh. Do you think he's snuck into that first round or even? Lottery? I don't think he's lottery, but do you think he's snuck into that first round? Look, there's every chance because of the way that um, the NBL is seen around the world. Like, it's it's a grown man's league. Mm. So, I think that helps him a lot. I mean, you just... Well, you got to look at um, Mr. Ball. He barely played, um, got injured, was here not for the full... Like, not for the full amount of time, goes back, goes in the Hornets, kills play, it. yeah, just kills it, and then you know injury, yes, but that's that's a, those sort of things. The fact that he you know played in the NBL is definitely going to help him. Um, 
I'm going to say yes. Yeah, what? watch one of these teams like the Spurs that just made good draft picks. Watch someone like that just pick him up and, mm. you know, like they did with Paddy, just turn him into that ultimate role player. And Yep. Because if he's going to go first round, he's probably going to be in the 20s. So he's going to go to a decent team where... You know, they're not going to rely on him straight away and he can become a bit of a project there. and Yeah, develop him a bit. And look, it it could happen. Um, fingers crossed. Good for Aussie hoops, but... Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Oh, man. Been trying to avoid this one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the bullets. My poor bullets. Yeah. Seven active players with mm. a development player in the starting lineup against mm-hmm. the Kings. The Kings boasting Casper Ware and a former recent NBA player, Jarrell Martin. Watch the game. Yep. First half. Yeah. Nathan Sobey. Mm. Take a bow, son. Yeah, right. He uh, just lit them the hell up. And they saw the Kings just had no idea what hit them. Um, no. And uh, yeah, then the second half happened. And, uh, yeah, things not as good. Turns um, out having seven players in a, in the NBL is just not going to cut it against a pretty decent team. No, um, but uh, young Mr. Jones there. Mm, I saw, boy. I saw some things. Um, you definitely saw similar things to young Giddy when he first played. A little bit nervous. Mm. Um, didn't necessarily make... You know, every decision made wasn't brilliant. Some of those early shots... While the position was good, obviously not the same result, but he he didn't necessarily catch fire, but <clears throat> he shot a fifty percent clip um, over the whole game. His shot decisions, pretty good. Yeah, you know, um, I couldn't really fault him. Yeah, it was it was just a young player, like mm-hmm. you know, young, not super experienced, which is exactly what he is. Yep. So it's it's one of those things. Um, you know, for, from what I heard from the broadcast, you know, he wants to go off and play college ball. That helps Aussie basketball. Um, but, yeah, I, I certainly didn't see anything I disliked. It was just a, a younger player playing. The Bullets just see, seem to keep putting these young kids out who are really good and they get picked up by the States. I mean... Tyrell Harrison, he's not going to be here much longer. He got 19 <laughs> rebounds in that game. He, mm-hmm. He's just come off a career high and got a new one now. So um, not far off the uh, no dunks big beef. But mm-hmm. um, 19 rebounds, I mean, this kid's going to start turning heads sooner or later. And um, yeah, I mean, we just lost Magne this year. and He'd be quite handy right about now. But he's too busy playing with Mr. Zion Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the, it's a better job. Well, you know, depends on your point of view, I suppose. <laughs> Speaking of um, the old big beef, 20 rebounds. Mm. Um, Colton Iverson for the New Zealand Breakers. Mm. Um, not only did he get 22 rebounds 22. this week against uh, the Melbourne Phoenix... Uh, he also got 20 rebounds last time he played the Bullets. So he's coming off back-to-back 20 rebound games. So, jeez. Mm. 
Iverson. That's the hardest working Iverson I've ever seen. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, We're not talking about practice. Uh, no, but if you've ever got a you know cheeky forty five minutes to yourself, actually go back and watch that full. Um, the the Allen Iverson where where it's all about you know it's all about the practice. Actually, go back and watch the full press conference mm. because there is all sorts of stuff. Like he talks about some you know real good friends dying. He breaks mm. down in that press conference. There's also and the only bit that the media really took from that, <laughs> yeah, was the thirteen or fourteen times he said we talk about practice. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So just to wrap things up from NBL round 12, a quick ladder update. Still chilling at the top there is Perth Wildcats with both the Melbourne teams trailing behind. Mm-hmm. Um, got the Kings, the Hawks and the Bullets all in playoff contention there. Adelaide sneaking up on the Bullets with that um, win over the Hawks. So look, Adelaide's still in play and... Um, you know, breakers and tie pans, they're, they're showing bits and pieces. They're not going to be in the playoff hunt this year, but, you know, they're, they're still being a tough out for some teams. So, you know, if, as Mel said earlier, if you're a fan of these teams, keep watching, keep going to the games because there's a reason there's only nine teams in this league. We need to keep the money invested in our league and, and, and keep trying to build the profile back up. So, yeah. 100%. Stick with it. It's, yeah. I mean, you just heard in Mal's trivia, these two teams were playing in grand finals, you know, five, eight years ago. So things change and, um, you know, everyone has a bad year from time to time and you got to stick with them. 100%. All right. Time to crack open the mailbag. Although this week, special shout out to the big dog. Uh, well, the other big dog in my life. Um, I've actually known this this particular, let's go with gentleman, uh, for at least 20 years. It was almost 19 years ago um, that we actually won a junior championship coaching together. I was his assistant. He was my head coach. This week, we're actually going to call it the Big Al Bag. Um, Big Al, thanks again for shooting through your questions. Always great. This one was a particular doozy. We both enjoyed breaking down this one. Uh, his question this week with Space Jam or Space Jam 2 on the way. What's your top three basketball movies? I... Uh... Well, first up, the the trailer for Space Jam 2, Mal, what did you think? I actually didn't hate it. I thought I was going to hate it. Um, Mm. It's, yeah, LeBron might not be the best actor in the world, as it turns out. Um, I didn't hate him in Trainwreck. Didn't hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was all right. (laughs) Um, I'm, yeah, from the trailer. Okay. It, it's got that appeal to the younger generation, but also enough to suck in people like us. Yeah. I've watched, I've actually watched the trailer just because it's been in my feed probably about three times in full. <laughs> people tagging you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tagging other people. And, and there's chats. only one other movie that I've done that to lately. And that's, oh, it's a Jason Statham movie that's just 
him just... I reckon it's him killing people. Would you believe? <laughs> I feel like I've seen that trailer. I've seen that movie, mate. But <laughs> I think he's made about 30 of them. He's made his entire career of it, apart from three movies. Man, he does bald so well. I love that guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Goals. Yeah. If only my co-host <laughs> could do the same. Um, when I watched the trailer for the new Space Jam movie, like I got pretty excited. Like, um, Space Jam for me has always been special. Um, as a lot of people close to me know, I lost my dad um, eight years ago now. And um, Space Jam 1 was the very first movie I went to see with him. It was just, just me and him and... Um, you know, I just started up my love for basketball at the time and went to see this movie and, you know, obviously I knew who MJ was, but knew who the Looney Tunes were, but had no idea what I was seeing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was, I was like seven, but yeah, it's always got that bit of nostalgic link for me. And, um, I'm really looking forward to the second one and watching the, the trailer, I couldn't help it. It really reminded me sort of the opening few minutes of the Ready Player One movie where you know you're seeing them fly through all these worlds of like minecraft and like all this stuff just flying at you all this pop culture and um totally different to the book by the way but um and it was kind of funny because in a different in a little group chat i'm part of one of the other boys um other listener of the show there jacob davis he he mentioned the same thing he said he got ready player one vibes from the trailer um yeah it was funny that we were both on the same wavelength there but um, I don't know. I didn't didn't hate the goon squad. I thought that was pretty cool, and you know, it's got got like Diana Taurasi in there, and you know, some people like Dame and Clay Thompson. Mm. <laughs> um, I think Clay will be a bit of a goof. He, he might be the goof of the of all of them. Um, I don't know. His, his flame character looked pretty cool. Maybe AD will be the goof. Who knows? Yeah. But um, yeah. Look, I'm kind of secretly not hating it. I just wish my daughter was a bit older that I could take her to see it, but. I don't think a six-month-old will care too much for it. Well, look, mate, that they do um, mums and bubs viewings. Um, <laughs> Dads um, and... Du- no. It's 2021, mate. I'm sure you can just go along. It's, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, all right, well, who's... Let, let's do a backwards count, mate. Oh, I couldn't do a top three. That was just way too hard. Sorry, Al, I've gone rogue with your question, mate. God. I've done a top five top five all right well i did do a top three so, so should i do my first two and let, then you join in yep you do five four and then we'll jump i mean in. how you can do just a top three for basketball movies oh, anyway uh at number five i have above the rim so Ooh. this was about a young baller um it follows his pressures on and off the court he gets mixed up in um the off-court scene with tupac mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. I thought Tupac was actually really good in this movie. Um, he actually wanted to be an actor, uh, and he did a good job here. Um, interestingly enough, this whole movie was shot in Harlem, so um, really just took in the vibe of the streets there. And having just visited there eighteen months ago myself, um, yeah, it was pretty cool to walk around and see it. But that's my number five. Nice number four. Number four a movie probably a. Well, I guess similar to Above the Rim, a lot of listeners might not have heard of. Um, it's called Blue Chips. It's a banger. Looks into College Ball, Big Shack, mm. and 
from memory how a team, if they wanted to cheat, could and what might happen if they were to get caught. Yes, yes. Um, at the peak of Penny and Shaq, of course, and mm. Nick Nolte goes and recruits them. And um, it really shows the, the dark side of college recruitment and the college scene of basketball. So mm. very hard to find a copy of this movie at a shop, let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it's tough to get a copy, but it, it's a good watch. That's for sure. Mm. Um, but let, let's kick it over to you. Let's Let's actually kick off... Al's top three here. What's what's your number three, Mal? Uh, my number three uh, is actually Space Jam. Mm. 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 Space Jam just sits as a special mention for me. Yeah, I like, mean... It's amazing. You've got things like uh, Larry Bird, Bill Murray, and, and Jordan playing golf <laughs> as the intro. like, And then Bill Murray just you know showing up later in the picture... And then just having a chat off screen with Daffy about how he like even got there. And then the end of the movie where Bill Murray's slow clapping Jordan <laughs> on his back. Yeah. And Bird's just like, let it go, man. Let it go. <laughs> like, you know. Um, and oh, for me too, this was one of those movies. It's one of those first times. And when we were kids, we couldn't afford decent shoes. That's why I have so many pairs mm-hmm. of Nikes now because when I, yep. when I actually started working, I was like, I'm getting shoes. That, that was my that was one of my reasons for, you know, as silly as it is, going to college and mm-hmm. rah, 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 heading off to uni. And those Space Jam Jordan 11s. Got a pair myself. Yeah. I don't. Because um, <clears throat> I've got, you know, other responsibilities now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that was the first time I looked at a pair of shoes and went, ooh. Mm. And it was just, ooh. And probably the reason I don't own a pair is in all the, you know, travels different, you know, over mm-hmm. to the States and everything. There's never been a pair in front of me, reasonable price, my size. And it's just mm. like, just take the money. <laughs> you know, just, just how much? Yeah, sure. Close enough. You know, go on. Um, oh, those Jordan 11s are just iconic. Probably the only throwback Jordans I'd play an actual game in. Mm, yeah, but just for me, that was that was the magical moment. And, you know, <clears throat> or just the, the, the whole thing was gorgeous. And it, it still holds up. Yeah. Like, I watched it a year ago. It's very niche, though. Oh, like, if you're not into basketball, it's a rubbish movie. Yeah. no (laughs) I reckon there'd be plenty of people our age that hate Space Jam it probably would be but I'd probably hate their movies so you know (laughs) yeah you're not wrong and I don't listen to their podcast so if you're listening to ours I assume you give the slightest rat's ass about my opinion so (laughs) and and thank you yeah Um, yeah so there is my opinion number three Space Jam yeah over to you big fella all right. I'm not your teacher. I'm your new basketball coach. I've got Coach Carter as my number three. Ooh. So Ooh. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. One of the only movies he doesn't drop a MFR. <laughs> mm. So must have been a weird role for him. Mm. But, um, you and know. And Star Wars. <laughs> well, Mace Windu didn't do that. 
I'm sure he mouthed it as he was falling out <laughs> that giant weird window, but you know. um, I, I like this because when it came out, I was sort of finishing up high school as well, and it followed a, a high school basketball team and their ups and downs, trials and tribulations, and um, it is based on a true story, which was kind of cool as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a very, very young Channing Tatum in this movie. Mm. Uh, you know, I think uh, the. Female lead is a Ashanti. I think it was a singer, pop mm-hmm. singer back then. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. some of the the actors, they're good actors, but they can actually hoop as well, which was pretty cool. Um, kind of helps when you're doing the editing, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. And, and for me, it, it's kind of funny because um, there's a scene when he walks in and says, "If you know, if you want to know who I am, look on the wall behind you." And he's got all his name on all the records and stuff, and. Um, I've just had yeah. the opportunity to do that, but I've started a, a new teaching job at my old school that I attended and I can actually say that to the kids because <laughs> I've got my name on the big board and I can say, well, look on the big board and they say, yeah, we don't care. Mm. So mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. I was like, well, that played out differently in Coach Carter, but uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but also the, the way he did it in Coach Carter was is that if you want my resume, it's up there on the wall and then moved on. He didn't wait for the hit to land. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. plus yeah. he just did a bit more than I did but. <laughs> <laughs> my number three is a movie I used to be able to quote word for word could not do it now but used to be able to coach Carter mm. uh, that is actually my number two movie <laughs> coach Carter moving on yep <laughs> yep sorry mate no it's fine my number two no, no. it's one of my greatest fears <laughs> my number two stars my favorite actor of all time mr denzel washington and that's he got game which also stars ray allen aka mm-hmm. jesus shuttlesworth so <laughs> kind of kind of a mix between blue chips and above the rim really where you're following one player deciding where he's going to go to college but he's facing pressures from girlfriend um obviously pressures from dad who's denzel um, pressures from the colleges themselves. He had shown around a campus with Rick Fox and uh, enjoys the company of two lovely ladies that would get him fired from ESPN, that's for sure. <laughs> but, uh, this this movie just... It, it sort of watches like a documentary, like you're following Ray Allen choose his destiny. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my all-time favourites. So in terms of a serious movie, like that's my go-to. I love it. Um, Interesting factoid, there's a bit at the end where Ray Allen versus Denzel Washington in a one-on-one to decide, well, who am I going to sign with? If I if you beat me, Dad, I'll sign with that college. If I beat you, I'm doing whatever I want. And that's one-on-one. but you're gone. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, that, that's on you. <laughs> that's on anyone who hasn't seen it. Get out and watch it. Um, Six cents. Bruce Willis dead the whole time. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, in this one-on-one game, it was filmed like Denzel and Ray Allen just playing one-on-one seriously against each other. Mm. It's not doctored. It's not staged. It's them two playing one-on-one. And obviously, Ray Allen breaking into the NBA at this point. Denzel Washington, you know, he can ball a bit, but he's an actor. Mm. But it's actually them just playing one-on-one. of an actor. Yeah, and I, I just thought that's so cool. Just imagine just being on set watching Denzel and Ray Allen play one on one. Like, 
That's pretty cool. No, no stand-ins, no extras. It's just them two playing. I thought that was pretty cool. But anyway, that's my number two pick. All right. Well, fire off your number one, and then Time I'll... for the drum roll. <laughs> and then I'll number finish one. Up mine. Yep. It's that sweet, sweet Billy Hoyle oh, and Jesus. Sydney Dean. Oh, Jesus. White men can't jump. Oh God! Oh, what a classic. I just, you know. If I want to watch something funny and basketball, it, it's white men can't jump. It's it's just so classic. There's so many lines from this movie that I, I could just rattle off. and um, Just watching these two hustle each other, then hustle other people. And, you know, they, they get into debt with the wrong people. And I, I think Wesley Snipes is just an absolute crack up this whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny that the both actors are so short, but they're so you know, air quote, good at basketball. But, um, I don't know. I just, for some reason, this movie, if I was to choose a basketball movie, personally, I'm not saying it's the best scripted, written movie of all time, but for me personally, that's my go-to. Well. I can tell you strongly agree, so. Yeah. I guess we can move on. No, I'm not a big fan of dream <laughs> sequences. Um. Now, who are the stars in that movie? We had... Woody Harrelson. Yep. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes, that's right. One of those twos, two, is in my favourite movie. Oh, no. Yeah, baby. <laughs> you were shaking your head at white men can't jump, but you're going to say a movie where a guy gets traded for a washing machine is your favourite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, How many Jesus. times on this show have we talked about Literally talked about cash considerations. That's basically what he was traded for. Semi-pro, baby. Semi-pro. Why? Because it's actually a comedy. Woody Harrelson can still play ball. You know? These these are some of the quotes, okay? Some of the quotes from this movie. You know, fourth place. I dare you to be around a basketball team. Mention the fact that we're in fourth place, or if we win one more game, we'll be in fourth place, and... And then expect no one to say fourth place, fourth place, fourth, <laughs> you know, or these two words, mega bowl. All right? You say mega bowl, people know exactly what you're doing. Not about. to be confused with the Dragon Ball, of course. <laughs> or I can't believe it's not Dragon Ball. <laughs> uh, um, another reason why I love it is everybody love everybody. Yes. Um, I actually used that in my teaching once. I Down in Sydney, I had a um, particularly difficult little prep group who um, were a bit low, getting a little bit of help with some different things, and they really just weren't getting on. And one of our rules was ELE. Everybody loved everybody. <laughs> and it worked. They got like, oh, it was brilliant. Um, Surely you've got somebody hit somebody. That's next. <laughs> Except it's everybody hit somebody. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's not that great of a movie, so I don't know all the words. That's all right. You're allowed to be wrong. You are most weeks. Um, uh, another one, like when they go for the alley-oop, it's what the referee calls foul. No two fouls. <laughs> like, you know, it's just it's ridiculous, but that's why it works. And the little bit with... Um, Is that uh, the... Do they do the Russian roulette in that movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's... The gun's not loaded. Yeah, yeah. It's never loaded. <laughs> um, that was pretty funny. Yeah. And then, oh, 
Is it uh, Corn- oh, not Cornelius? Yeah, he gets <laughs> shot in the arm. Um, and the little bits, the, the little bits that are thrown in there for like those genuine basketball fans. You've got Coffee Black runs onto the court late, subs straight into the game, <laughs> then does you know ISO five on one, scores a three. The whole team then stops and celebrates, and yet in the background, the other team's on a fast <laughs> break, <laughs> scoring a two. Like it, it is just ridiculous. But in that way, it's brilliant. And for me, it always puts a smile on my face. It's just one of those silly movies. Did you know a fun factoid from that movie? Hit me. What do you got? Some of the things that you think are ridiculous. What do you, what do you think? Like, if I was to tell you that something from that movie happened in real life at a basketball game, what would be the last thing you would say? Uh, well, it certainly wouldn't be the co- one of the commentators smoking with, you know, think, think whiskey like on the Think like entertainment at the game. What would be the last thing you think would happen in real life? Well, it's got to be two things. Entertainment at the game. It's got to be the, uh, the roller jumping ball girls or the fighting a bear. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the fighting a bear, this actually happened in the ABA. Which nice. is where the movie's based. Nice. I, I looked it up. Oh, I can't remember why. It was sometime last year. Because it's the greatest basketball movie of all time. That's why. I just... Yeah, I, I can't even remember how I stumbled across this. I must have been deep in the interwebs one night. But yeah, the, the whole wrestling a bear at halftime of an ABA game. It actually happened. You can go look it up. Spumoni. It's crazy. Spumoni. <laughs> How many times do I have to say Spumoni? Uh, uh. But, um, yeah, thanks, Big Al. I had a lot of fun sort of looking back on all these basketball movies. Obviously, there was heaps we mm. left out. There was one I thought you would have put in for sure, Mal, especially since dumb comedies seem to be the best movies ever. Here we go. Have, yeah, you, have you seen fired. Celtic Pride? I have. I thought that would have been in there for sure. It's a dumb comedy. It's got the Celtics. So that's got you written all over never it. Never been a huge Damon Wayne's. Well, that would be fan. why I don't like Back it. In the, it's yeah. kind of all based around him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There were some things in it that were kind of, yeah. But, yeah. Mm, no. Nah. All the Wayne's are sort of very niche. <laughs> you love them or you don't. Yeah, a little bit. But then a little it's. Bit. No, maybe it's not. Like, I love white chicks, but I didn't like Little Man. Oh, no. Hated anyway. both. <laughs> of course you did. Hated both. The only Just because I like... If I said I hated him, you would have loved him. The only <laughs> part of white chicks that is in any way redeemable is Terry Crews, before he was Terry Crews, <laughs> being Terry Crews. Yeah. Like, before he was... Exactly. Exactly. Which now we just, you know... We just assume that's what he's going to do, but you know, that yep. was the breakout role of Terry Crews. Probably not, but for me, that was the first time you know, so this hugely muscly black man just being just gorgeous, <laughs> absolutely stunning. Now he just walks the beat in the nine nine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to keep those shirts on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Big Al. Great job. Thanks again. That boy don't lie. So, podcast Lucky 13 is in the bag, Mal. Yeah. Not in the Mal bag. No, or the Big Al bag this week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, big show this week. That was that was a big one. Yeah, a bit of a clanger. A bit of a clanger. It's amazing what a, 
after a couple of weeks of not being in the same room, apparently we talked for a bit. Um, hmm. Hmm. So, after all, it turns out you did miss me a little bit, I guess, because I'm still here in your house and you can't get rid of me. I wouldn't tug on that thread if I was you. <laughs> Wait, why is your finger over that button? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> have uh, the power. I have the power. So, look, guys, if you're still listening, well done. And thank you very much. You've made mm. it to the end of another podcast. That's over three months worth now. So, we're still chugging along here. and Doing a thing. We're, yeah, it was a bit, bit tough, you know, doing these via correspondence the last few weeks, but... You know, it is what it is, and look, we're back now, and hopefully uh, you've enjoyed listening once again, and yeah, yeah, it, we're just having a lot of fun doing this, and um, please remember to go and follow us on Facebook and Spotify or Apple Pods, whatever you, wherever you get your pods from, um, chuck us a follow on there, and um, don't forget, we're going to plug this, mm-hmm. Um on April 27th, which is a Tuesday, we're going to go live. 7.30pm. There's something big coming. Yeah, so baby. To, to know about that, you will have to follow us on Facebook. There is an event on the page mm-hmm. and we will be going live on that page. All right. It's the only way you'll hear this big announcement. So make sure you're around. Something big is coming. And if you're a small child, go into your parents' bedroom and lift about 20 bucks out of, her, out of your mom's purse. <laughs> just, sorry, that's just a semi-pro quote. Just ignore me. Continue on. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, thanks once again, guys. Um, keep those mailbag questions coming through. We didn't get around to all of them um, being such a big show, but keep them coming, please, because we love discussing them and ones we don't get around to, we sort of put in the vault and we'll draw out them as, as we um, can. So And Dan loves being told that he's wrong. So, you know, yeah, let's keep that firing. Yeah, I love things that happen rarely. So, yeah, just keep that coming. Daily. <laughs> uh, so we'll be back same time, same place next week. Podcast 14. So, yeah, until then, just remember that ball don't lie. Never does. <laughs>